0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative and Balance Podcast. Like always, I am your host Sean Sirianni. And I'm not going to go too long on the intro with this one. I feel like my last handful, I poured out my heart as much as I can. But uh, to let you know, this is the very last episode that we recorded in our very special home, the Pacific Junction Hotel. If you follow the show, you know all about that awesome place. It was the home of Girth Radio. It was a bar. It had the booth in it. And, uh, yeah, the owner just sold the building. And we had to go. Um, Not only us, but the bar staff. And leading up to this episode, it wasn't planned to record an episode. um, My guest today, the Girth Radio founder and creative director, Sammy Union, he gave me a ring and uh, was saying, like, this place is closing down. I don't know what's going to happen with all the gear. Nobody's giving me any answers. So we decided to just show up at the very last day we can get in there and um, do a little o- Ocean's Eleven <laughs> and just fucking just take all the fucking gear. I have a soundboard like right on my desk right now. And yeah, we just got to do what we got to do because um, obviously the owner seem to not give a fuck what would happen with all this shit. But anywho, like I said, I poured my heart out in the last handful of episodes. I'm not going to do it again for this intro, and I'm sure there's some moments during the episode I'm just going to say what's going through my mind right now when I think of the Pacific Junction. And one funny thing I'm going to mention, because it's looking at me right in the face right now, kind of the decor of this bar at all the different chairs around the bar and at some of the tables there was these little like mounted plaques on them with like all different celebrity names almost like being like this is like the reserve seat for both like famous alive celebrities and just funny ones who who have passed on or just cartoon characters and stuff and I would always purposely sit at the Bruce Lee stool For many reasons. One, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan of, like, his entire philosophy of just going with the flow and kicking ass and always being prepared and just always admired that guy. And also, right where that chair is, there was the little computer where um, all the bartenders would ring in the bills and whatnot. And so not only am I sitting in Bruce Lee's chair, I'm also having conversations with very beautiful and cute women all evening (laughs) and so me and Sammy record this episode he goes to pull the car around we're gonna throw the gear in it and as I'm walking out I look at the bar I see the Bruce Lee seat for the very last time and I'm like I want this fucking plaque (laughs) so I initially tried to take it off of my hand it was glued the fuck on and I I dug out my keys and I just started stabbing at the shit. And I fucking ended up ripping off the Bruce Lee plaque. And it's just on my wall above my computer right now. And yeah, that's a little bonus story. Uh, Like I said, that place meant so much to me. And it's nice to have a little piece of it with me. And hopefully that fucking plaque can act like one of those hippie energy stones or whatever. And just continue to remind me of the vibe of that place. Because... Like I said a million times, it was such a special energy that went into my show and my interviews and everything. But with that being said, we're going to get into this one. If you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Pod Addict, and all your favorite podcasting listening apps, I want to let you know that every episode has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You'll see a picture of Sammy in the, the studio. Uh, I'll probably take a picture of the plaque, put it up there if you want to see Bruce Lee. All right. So without further ado, here's Sammy Union, Girth Radio, coming at you right now.
1: Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio.
2: So, so. End of chapter one. End of chapter one. That's what we're calling this, isn't it? Yeah, this is
0: crazy. Right now, um, I'm going to kind of document what we're doing today. Um, I came into Pacific Junction with Sammy. We're clearing out all the gear. It's fucking realer than ever right yeah. now. <laughs>
2: You're trying to, like, figure out the next phase of, uh, next incarnation. So we've had a number of years at the Pacific Junction Hotel Bar. And unfortunately, just around Christmas time, it was sold. Mm-hmm. Right and before Christmas, we got the news. That's right pretty funny. Eh? Yeah. I know. I, w- I wish they would have just, like, in a weird way, I wish they would have just let us left us alone, like, for the Christmas break. Yeah, i was yeah. all ready to, like, chill. I had my Netflix and, like... No pants and, like, yeah, even Doritos. If,
0: even if he did sell the bar, like, just, yeah, let me know on January 2nd or yeah. something. <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? Like, don't don't ruin my Christmas <laughs> yeah, break yeah. or whatever. Because I set, kept hoping for, like, a Christmas miracle. All right. Like, Santa, save us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same way, too. And you've heard me ask you a million questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what if, what if, what yeah. if we can do this? What if the new place? But it doesn't seem like yeah. that's going to be a thing. No. And... We have to just walk on into the sunset, like, poetically. Yeah. Only in the movies can you save empire records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true, too. Like, <laughs> movies has warped us, too. Like, even... Um, so we were supposed to have our final party here at Pacific Junction's Hotel, but something happened and they weren't allowed to do it
2: here.
1: Mm-hmm. So the city
2: it, was kind of frowny on the noise and yeah, they figured it would be like... Uh, you know, we well, we were going to burn the mother to the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Nico said, <laughs> he's like,
0: uh, Nico who works the bar. He did a speech last night at the the other place we were having the party too, mm-hmm. and he's like, we were supposed to be at the other place burning it to the fucking ground, yeah. and he was right. But
2: um, yeah, so I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things where last night we had the uh, the goodbye party, uh, which everyone kind of called a bit of a wake. Or an Irish wake, or whatever the term is, yeah, yeah, and uh, you you realize, or you see again for the first, like not for the first time, but just a just another reminder, yet again, of how much community there is here, mm-hmm. and how um, us, you and I, as Girth Radio and other hosts as well, were able to interject into that community and we added to that community and we made it better,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. And <laughs> where sometimes when I'm coming in here with like a bunch of like rowdy, like mm-hmm. guests and stuff. I think, like, throughout the past couple of years, I'm, like, would think, oh, I'm kind of a nuisance today or something, (laughs) like, staff running around. Yeah. But just, um, I don't know, some people said the absolute fucking sweetest things to me last night about, yeah, just bringing that kind of environment here, and, like, they seem to, like, really enjoy it. And Yeah. Yeah, and I mentioned this on the other episode with Aisha and shit. It's like, I'd come in here, and... These the staff would treat me like fucking royalty, <laughs> and mm. like I feel like I've done nothing to deserve it. I'm just coming here to record, but yeah, that's kind of like the magic of the place and the magic of all the special people who worked here, and
2: for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it was. It, the staff too really liked uh the stuff we were doing with Grace Radio because we would bring them their bands their favorite bands and their favorite like artists and uh, yeah, yeah, and magicians and like all the cool people right <laughs> yeah, like yeah even uh, Kayla
0: mentioned last night and I was I was happy I was there for this moment when you brought in Avalanche City mm-hmm. and she um didn't know they were coming the guys from New Zealand he has no reason to be in this bar mm-hmm. but um she's working the bar and she hears a song And she's just like, oh, yeah, I know this song. It's like, hey, she like sing this like in the shower when it comes on my playlist (laughs) and stuff like that. And then uh, she asked you like what cover it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, or who's covering mm-hmm. it, and you were like, No, it's the fucking guy, Avalanche. <laughs> we, don't, she, we don't she do lost covers. her mind, yeah. Her, her mind <laughs> broke, yeah. And yeah, yeah, that was a beautiful moment. And there's been a couple things like that, even like with like some of the locals. The one night I brought in like some of the wrestlers, and mm-hmm. there's this girl right now who's killing it. She's not like signed to WE, but she's like the top chick, she's in the bar. And then there's this other girl, like who's just like a local, came up to me. And was was like kind of like shaky. Like, is that Tessa Blanchard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you want to meet her? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know what to say, like freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so she just like did a timid goodbye as yeah. she was like walking out the door. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. It's just like, I don't know, there's some magic going
2: on with this. Like, the, I don't know the bar mixed with the studio. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was one of the things where like when we first started Garth Radio, uh, I wasn't sure, like, 'Cause I'm only handling the radio part, right? So I'm um putting people like you in, in giving you shows and doing those kind of things, or whatever. I'm not part of the, the quote unquote the bar staff, right? Yeah, so yeah. and I know and I know it's hard too. It's like it is a lot of fun here, but you are still dealing with like drunk people sometimes and like Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh some of the staff here are pretty pretty girls and stuff, so it's Oh like, yeah. Right. Definitely. So right? So <laughs> it's like you're dealing with obnoxious dudes as well and mm-hmm. those kind of things. So I wasn't sure where, um, it's kind of like that church and state separation. I didn't know where we would end and they would begin, yeah, yeah. but it, over time, it just kind of started to blur and became like it was, we saw last night, just one large community Yeah. where definitely. they were like super supportive of the stuff we were doing. And we were su- super supportive of the stuff they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just,
0: it's crazy. Like I would call this place my fucking sanctuary. You yeah. know, like I'm not the type of guy who always goes out to like bars or whatever, but, um, Aisha played, like, a little video of, like, everybody, like, saying some things, and she opened it up with the the song from Cheers, mm-hmm. which is like, everybody knows your name. It's like, you, this place has that vibe, and not even with the people who work here, like, the the people in the neighborhood. On the fucking, on Wednesday, this lady came in, and she hasn't been here in, like, six months. She sat down, and Spencer... Didn't even ask her what she what she wanted. He just gave her a drink. She's like, "How the fuck do you remember that?" Yeah. It's just oh, it's a, such a beautiful community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, even like growing up, I always wish I had this thing, like um, my own like CBGBs to go to, yeah. like the bands in New York used to do, or like in L.A., they got the Comedy Store, like a place where people hang and hone. Like their creativity, but like come to think of it, like Pacific Junction was my CBGV's, my comedy store. Yeah. And it's crazy that it's just going Aisha, you know?
2: in the interview you did with Aisha or the discussion or whatever you want to call it, she stressed too, like how this was a artist haven and a lot of artists and creative people would come in. Yeah. Right. And it's the same kind of like. That was always to me like the the cool thing is like once we started doing Girls Radio was once we started knowing that we could bring in all these bands and directors and writers and wrestlers and this crazy mix of people, if we could keep bringing them in here. Yeah. Then it's, stuff. They, they keep would keep coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something would happen, right? You'd have sparks and like conversations and debates and those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's
0: it's crazy to see go, but you know what? We're we're gonna roll with the punches and move on and it's it's cool you found like a little like spot for like temporary now like mm-hmm. a little like community and um even what's crazy too the day after you sent me that link um a friend of mine who's not even into like recording or whatever i think she listened to my episode with aisha and she sent me the same blog to oh, yeah. you review and i'm like oh maybe this is like a sign, a sign. yeah mm-hmm. definitely sign to like jump over there for a bit and see what happens.
2: Yeah. So the place you're talking about is Signal. Um, it's over here behind. It's Ironically, it's behind us on Adelaide, right behind yeah, St. Yeah. James uh, Church. And to me, that was a frustrating thing because when we started Ghost Radio um, in uh, late 2013, early 2014, we were kind of like the only party basically on the block. Yeah. Right. Some of these condos that are facing us weren't even built at this point and things like that. Um, and so it was like, all right, we're going to do some cool stuff with the audio and podcasts and that kind of stuff. That's good. And then about a year after we started, uh, right across, uh, about a block over at George Brown, YouTube opened up a crater studio. Oh, all right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so then now you have like two like audio and video, just kind of like two little things in this, like you're talking about a scene, right? And like a yeah. scene is starting to form now. And this is like starting to become like almost a creative hub. Yeah. And where, we were, we were part of that scene. Yeah. Then. And then now Signal opened up on Adelaide, just opened up. And it's like, now we would have had the three, right? That's what you want is at least three or four companies mm-hmm. kind of say, look, look at the stuff that's happening here. Yeah. Because King West has their own identity with like TIFF and like oh, the nice restaurants. And you got to tuck in your shirt a little bit. When you go yeah. To, when you go to King <laughs> just West. Just a little bit. <laughs> just <laughs> Even a little walking bit. Walking down the street, they, yeah. there's like somebody who checks you. Yeah. Yeah. You smooth out the wrinkles once, a little yeah, bit. Once
0: you like pass university, walking yeah. West.
2: <laughs> but when you come to King East, where we are. Uh you can shirts can have like a hole in it, like oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So and you can still pick up. <laughs> you can yeah. still get laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That should have been our you have a uh, scar. Yeah. <laughs>
0: still bleeding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's like and that was what was cool was like that this neighborhood was starting to develop and if we could have um stayed longer and helped form an identity of this King East uh trifecta with video and music and uh audio and all this stuff kinda happening. That would have been amazing. We would have put Toronto on the map. Yeah, definitely. Makes me wish I had a lot of money
0: just Mm -hmm. to save it. That's like the only thing that (laughs) is stopping me from saving it. It's Mm -hmm. like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I almost like want to rob Scotia Bank across the street right now and yes. just like we saw the owner walk through earlier yeah. and just pay him in cash. Yeah. There you go. Where'd yeah. you get this? Don't worry about it. Leave now. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh um, man. But
2: yeah, but I mean it's also like it's one of those things where uh again when Girth Radio started, I would look up and try and see if there was other Uh, opportunities or like other like venues that were doing something similar like this and there is a few places here and there uh, there 's a place in Nashville, I think it 's called the Acme Farm Supply Company or something like that uh they are they are a bar it 's in Nashville so they 're a bar and they uh have a radio station inside it uh Chicago recently just renovated a subway stop and they put a radio station cool. inside it that 's yeah. a really neat idea, yeah, yeah, and I think this is one of the things where like what 's unfortunate is like I think you said it, which is we were a little bit ahead of the curve, yeah yeah, right, and so we're <laughs> it, i it annoys me. So I'm going to put this on the record. It annoys me because we're not going to get the full credit for what we've done here and some of the work that we've done here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like we were just starting to get like some real good momentum where people are starting to realize what we are and what we do and the quality we produce mm-hmm. and even where it goes to like publicists in the movie industry and the music industry sending the, their people to us. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it yesterday, too. It's like uh, when an artist... Uh, who has a publicist is getting sent on all these media days? they get mm-hmm. like a checklist, oh which place was good, who mm-hmm. asked good questions blah, yeah, blah, blah the feedback, yeah, and girth radio, like me and you, Sammy, always had like super high marks, and mm-hmm. there's you can tell like we get like mass flooded emails of more guests that yeah. they wanna like, and it's such a beautiful thing too, like how this room like really made me so comfy and hone my craft. I remember at the beginning, I'm like scratching people to like get like interviews and now it's like almost like too much coming to me where i have to turn people away yeah. and like it's it's cool to see like that evolution but like i owe it to this place and you and for putting me here and no everything.
2: thank you sean you did a great job and i mean it's also a common not just a commentary on our talents and our uh, our abilities but it's also a reflection of kind of where media is sort of gone we're like you've you've gotten the same kind of compliments as I have where like people are like "Thank you for watching the movie or thank you for reading the book, or, yeah, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm like you're supposed to read the book, you're supposed to watch the movie or the whatever you know what I mean you're yeah, supposed to yeah. listen to the album, but a lot of guests that we have will come in and they'll do other interviews or other podcasts, and the person, the host clearly hasn't listened to the album or the read the book or seen the movie, and so they ask these like really superficial crappy questions yeah yeah and just like by looking at the cover
1: <laughs> and, like
0: it's it's so bad but yeah a lot of those people they kind of they're kind of like in a business where they'll just have a train of like creators around tiff for example and then they'll have their little thing and it's like okay yeah just send me directors actors and they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about right where we we put a little more
2: or not a little more, a lot more care into when we're doing an interview, which is important. There was one time, uh, so I interviewed a friend of mine who was a magician. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> um, and it was uh, during um, hot dogs. Yeah, it was during hot dogs. Anyway, so I did it in the afternoon. It was like one thirty-two or whatever. Uh, so he had to go to a couple other shows and stuff like that. So he re-wrapped up and he left. And uh, it was just a really slow April day. It was still kind of warm or whatever. Uh, and the the front door was open, I was just sitting at the bar and talking to a couple of the staff or whatever. And this group comes in. It's about four or five people, and they clearly look like a band. There's a way that a band moves, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's a smell. (laughs) There's there's a look to their eyes. One of them always has, like, a black
0: leather jacket.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right? So um, they came in, and they're like, excuse me, we're looking for, like, a distillery district or whatever. And uh, so one of the bar staff was, like, giving them directions. I'm like, you're not too far, actually. just over here, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I just randomly, just because I was just chilling, I was just having a drink at the bar. And I said to them, are you guys a band? And they're like, yeah, we're from... <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. um, they were from uh, Boston. I'm uh, sorry, they're from uh, Minneapolis. And they, are, they were driving through and they are going to Buffalo and Boston and all these places afterwards. And uh, But they knew they heard about Canadian beer and all this stuff. So this was their first time in Canada. So they wanted to go to Distillery District ah, to yeah, have yeah. some uh, beer or whatever. So, but I said to them... Here, yeah, well, I said, Well, like, uh, if you guys are a band, do you do you want to do an interview? I have all the mics and all the gear and stuff here. Oh, that's so random and awesome! Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. It was they're probably from, like, What the fuck yeah. is a band from Minneapolis? I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't like it, didn't know their name or thing. They're <laughs> like, They're looking at me like, What are you talking about doing an interview? We're just coming here to go get a grab a beer, <laughs> yeah, at yeah. A distillery. And I pointed to the, the studio and they're like, Oh snap, they saw the gear on the, the mics and stuff, yeah. They're like, Okay, and they're like, Here's our album. And then uh, so I ran downstairs to the office computer and I was like Googling a couple of things about them, made a couple of notes and I ran back upstairs and then we started to do the interview. And then I said, so you guys from Minneapolis and stuff like that, uh, how does like you guys being an independent band, how does that affect like. Prince and stuff like this. And this was shortly after Prince had just died. Oh, okay, okay. And so they got all quiet, and they're like, Sammy, man, we're so sad that we can't be with our music community right now because we started our tour a couple of days right before Prince died. And as we were driving, they started getting texts and emails. Wow. And
0: that's that's such a sick question just by winging it, too. <laughs> and that just shows, like there were like, your skill, too, of, like, how to conduct an interview, too, to just... I don't know, go there. It's not like, oh, how'd you get your band name? Yeah. You went like, you've like touched them right in the heart. And, like, yeah.
2: And so they ended up sharing all these really cool um, stories about like, uh, one of them saw a Prince live in a small venue. He just came in at like 11 or 12 at night or whatever and started shredding on the guitar. And, fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, one of them, her aunt or her mom or whatever, saw Prince I don't know how many times in small venues. And so they started sharing and it was for them, it, they were away from their music community. But because they had come here randomly into this bar and got plugged into this uh, show that I was doing, they were able to kind of open up. And for them, it was the first time they got to probably talk outside of their own little group in the van to somebody about Prince and what Prince meant to them and to the community and to the city. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets recorded.
0: You put it online and then, like, their people are going to, like, listen to that interview and be, I don't know, they're still, like, connected with it even yeah. though they're far away.
2: So. I was like, oh man. And then they were like, uh... so we finished the interview, and they're like, oh man, we needed to do that. We need to kind of open up our heart and talk about Prince, some like of that. And then one of them was like, Man, I thought you said you didn't know who we were or whatever. I'm like, I don't know who you are.
1: <laughs> 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 They're
2: like, You ask us better questions than some of the media back home. Fuck yeah. So, right? yeah. <laughs> it's like for five minutes of like wing it, right? Which is again, this is not what you're supposed to do as a journalist or whatever we are. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to listen to the album. But there are moments like that that uh because we are in a public place that where you have these um random synchronicities where people just wander in and i'm like you want to go on the mic let's talk yeah it's almost spooky like sometimes like how it connects together but
0: it's also like the awesome vibe of the bar i think kind of shifted the vibe of the show to have these like i don't know these these soulful conversations in a way Or if you see like a bunch like the same band, say they did CTV in the morning, it Mm -hmm. would just be like this quick little five minute thing. You won't get to know what's in their heart or anything. Where we kind of have like the the style where we kind of tap into like the feelings of why they chose the life of an artist for just as an example. And
2: yeah, yeah. that was always on purpose too. Like I always told you and Cream and other other number of hosts, Alyssa's and other hosts like. At the very beginning, like don't just like try and like you said like ask like where did your band name come from, or whatever, like follow the things that are that make you curious, yeah, yeah, right, so even if nobody else cares or nobody wants to know this thing or whatever, follow it anyways, mm-hmm. right, yeah. and you don't know where we'll go like uh another example was I interviewed Sam Roberts, and um I noticed like so i I listened to a number of interviews that he'd done with c b c and Strombo and all these things, or whatever. But at the same time, I'm noticing that there's all these, like, really cool um, sci-fi references in his songs.
0: And for people who don't know Sammy well, like, he does this show, Bloodbath Issue. It's, like, him and... uh, Back
2: Issue Bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: Or or boy Andrew, they talk about comics, and you're just, like, all (laughs) deep into, like, the sci-fi comic lore and everything. Yeah,
2: so, (laughs) to me, a lot of the stuff stood out. Like, he had uh, Collider and Metal Men and uh, uh, Meteorites and, like, all these kind of really cool sci-fi references. So, but nobody had ever asked him because again, Strombo is not necessarily a nerd. He's a good interviewer, but he's not a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some of the people at CBC, some of the people at Much Music and stuff, nobody had asked him about this stuff. So, when he came in, my first question was like, yo, man, I've been listening to your new album and I'm looking at some of your lyrics, whatever. You have like shapeshifters, you have all these kind of cool like references and nerd things or whatever. And then he's like, Sammy, are you trying to accuse me of being a nerd? I said, well, I I accuse you as a bit of a strong word where he's like, no, no, let's do it. I'm a huge
0: nerd. (laughs) Let's (laughs) go. go. And it's probably like a weight off his shoulder trying to be cool Sam Roberts everywhere. He's like, let's talk fucking comic
2: books. Yeah, so he ended up just, we spent a few minutes, uh, again, just kind of talking about like him growing up and reading Lord of the Rings and uh, comic books and stuff like that. And again, it's just something that like, because of the way that a lot of the media set up, it's not a good thing or bad thing, but... It's just one angle where, because I was curious, and like you said, that's my stuff. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's bring this up. And if he says, no, I'm not a nerd, or there's just a coincidence or whatever, I just watched some stupid Stanley Kubrick movie last night, and I yeah. wrote the song, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, then that's fine. You go on your way. It's not yeah, like... Yeah, definitely. I'm going to share my style with uh,
0: people. I don't know if I really talked about this, but uh, lots of people are like, oh,
2: you're so, so, so
0: prepared all the time. But... I don't know, I'll read up on the band, everything like that, but I usually only prepare, like, an opening question in my mind. Like, I used to bring notes in here, mm-hmm. and now it kind of shifted, like, just have the opening question, and depending on how they answer that, results into the next question, you know? You kind of, like, follow uh follow up with a a deeper question Mm -hmm. and it just kind of goes down like this unconscious path yeah and before like maybe a couple years ago doing an interview that style would scare me I'm just like oh I don't know what's gonna happen but now it's like almost like anything you do it becomes like second nature where I don't even like think about it and I don't know I feel like I'm in such like a good groove with that and
2: but again, yeah. you 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 accurately reflected it back to the bar, right? Pacific Junction yeah, Hotel yeah, bar, yeah. because when you the best conversations often happen in bars, where like you get together with one or two friends, and then you're like, "Yo, I listened to the new Metallica album," or I listened to this new, or I saw this movie, or whatever. Yeah, real it, talk,
0: man. Yeah, yeah, and
2: then you start getting into it. It's like this is their best album since whatever, and you're like, "What are you talking about?" Right? Yeah, and yeah. You get into it, and that whole. That's always, I think, why partly why you said like the the conversations kind of uh, when you record them here in the bar reflect the bar because it's like that's how you are in a bar. You debate and you argue and you figure things out and you make connections and you go down these roads. Yeah, yeah. And there's like when
0: you can get that connection too, it's almost like every time uh, I ended the show. I've had multiple guests be like, holy fuck, I forgot like the mics were even on. Because mm-hmm. it feels like you're in the bar, just like you said, just having these special conversations that are so relaxed. And maybe you have a beer in hand mm-hmm. to make it a little <laughs> looser, too, yeah. which I think fucking helps the show, too. And it's, it's yeah. interesting.
2: Uh, I had uh, two girls who did uh, you talk about like meeting your heroes and stuff like And yeah. they're not necessarily my heroes. But there's a, there's a 1981 Canadian movie called Happy Birthday to Me. Okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, basically, in the horror movie, um, it's a girl. She invites all these people to her birthday party, and she's a loser, so they don't come. So she basically kills them all one by one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As one does, right? <laughs> I'll show you all. Um and so I had two of the actresses, uh, from Happy Birthday to Me. Uh one of them was like a girl who got killed early on in the movie and another one who survived. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I I remember you doing these interviews. Mm-hmm. Was it around like Horrorama or something? Yeah. Or, yeah. And um but the uh they the, they're they're all, they were shot at like back it's like I said, it's nineteen eighty one movie and I did this last year or whatever. So they're much older now and stuff like that. But they got into the wine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so they were telling me, like, the first AD or something was doing Coke on the set. There yeah. Was a, there was a fight. and like <laughs> Yeah, and all just this, reminiscing like, about old times. Yeah, and, like, but also all this, like, dirt started coming out from the movie and on the set. And, like, yeah. you know what sets are like. So it's, like, there's usually a little bit more privacy in terms of, like, what people will say or not say. But because they got into the wine. So you got all this, like, really cool, um, like like, reveal and history and stuff from back in the day. And I'm, like... I said to the PR lady, I'm like, do I do I run all that or like, yeah, it was on the air, it was on the mic, so it's on the record. So go yeah, nuts, yeah, for sure. And
0: plus, like the if you said the movie's like 1981, it's like who's gonna come and like find them or yeah. whatever. <laughs>
2: yeah. So it's like yeah, I mean those are the those are the magic moments too, where people can kind of like again, like you said, just get relaxed, have some drinks, and like
0: yeah, one
2: one thing I always find as a compliment too is when somebody gets too
0: loose and the next day they uh they'll email me or something and be like, Hey, can you take that part out? Yes. Like <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. It's just like the comfort level of like being in Pacific Junction and having like an interview in this little fishbowl and mm-hmm. everything. And it's even crazy. It's like some some uh people like I just have in here once and I'll I'll post like a picture or do an Instagram story and They'll just comment. It's like, oh, my God, it's my favorite place. And, like, they haven't been here in, like, a year. And yeah. It's, ah. <laughs>
2: it is. Fucking, I mean, I, yeah. Speechless.
0: Like, you know.
2: I mean, and that's, I think, the biggest takeaway that you and I have learned. It's, like, we've gotten better at doing these interviews, uh, connecting with people, gotten uh, more established in terms of the industry, in terms of PR people, whatever. But we've learned that environment does play a huge role in the yeah, work yeah. that, in this work, and the conversations that we have. Um, I find, too, that like one of the things I even said to you guys early on was like, uh, don't worry too much if there's some like background noise or like uh, you can hear some of the people going. Woo! yeah, It's some, kind of fun. And, yeah, right? yeah. I find a lot of podcasts are very sterile, almost like there's it's complete silence. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and yeah. There's, so there's no life in yeah, a way, right? Yeah. And we're talking about a really cool movie or talking to a cool wrestler or something, and you want to celebrate that. You want to get it out oh, there. yeah, yeah. And just to have uh, Emery or one of the girls, Whee! Yeah, you yeah. Know?
0: And even, like, those wrestling nights, too, they, like, as they're in here doing interviews, they're all, like, heckling each other, like, banging on the glass, mm-hmm. too, and I just love it. Like, and, like, yeah, there's so much life, and uh, it's, it's crazy, like, we're going to move on, and... It's going to be good, but I know it's not going to be the same, which hurts in a way because I want to hold on to this, you know? Yeah. It's almost like, in a way, I've had a similar feeling like when I was leaving college with all my crazy ass friends and stuff like that, and we're all going back to our hometowns or whatever. It's just like, holy fuck. It's like the end. But with then, I knew when it was going to be done. Yeah. Where this, it kind of just got swept under us like okay you got a month yeah
2: yeah yeah so it's just kind of out
0: of nowhere it's more of a shock with this
2: yeah the analogy is like it's like you meet this really pretty girl or whatever and you're like yo man i'm gonna be with you forever yeah and then it's things are going well and you're having fun you're making jokes you have inside jokes yeah yeah uh she thinks you're handsome (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like then all of a sudden she's like all right i'm done now
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm like,
2: what? I thought we said we're gonna be like together forever, and like, yeah, yeah, that's,
0: a, that's actually my story yeah. uh, of last year. But <laughs> and, like...
2: and yeah, fuck up, dude. Like, honestly,
0: like, even with that heartbreak too, this place fucking kept me going, mm-hmm. kept my spirits up. It's like, oh, I might not have my girl, maybe uh, my career's like in a shitty path too, my day job, but I have this. Mm-hmm. I, always in the back of my mind, I'm like, I have my fucking show, and it's just like gave me, like, life in the morning to push towards something, and I had a fucking moment when I got the the news that it was gone, where I wasn't thinking logically about the bigger picture, that we're going to move on, (laughs) and uh, I read your email, (laughs) and I'm laughing now, because, like, just in my head, like, I was all tired, I woke up, I was reading it, still all groggy, Mm And I swear I had the thought, it's like I have nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. What is my fucking purpose? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like just being over dramatic. But yeah. you know what? We're gonna be all right and move on to chapter two and, That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: no, I know. It is and I mean like we that was what we were talking about like last night with the um <laughs> With the uh the staff too, like they go through about ten or fifteen different types of emotions as well, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because they're not just losing like a job or moving on to a different job or whatever. It's like losing this place, losing the community. Like so, mm-hmm. they go through the same range of emotions. We're like, well, I have no identity now. Who am I? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's such a social scene, and I uh actually yeah. At the end of this episode, I did a little. Uh, I did a little uh, recording with Emery and Saxon. So I think those gonna, are troublemakers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like as the whole theme, I think the beginning of this episode is going to be me and you, and then I'm going to end it off with them, like nice. saying goodbye, and just like kind of, I don't know. It's all our little goodbyes to this place. But people listening, you're going to see a bu- I have a backlog of recordings. <laughs> like I went ham. Like, yeah. Hashtag going down with the ship. Yes, and and yeah, those are gonna keep posting. But to let you know, uh, I'm not recording in here. Like, yeah,
2: but we're gonna find like we'll find the a new spot. And, and I think too, like one of the things uh, if I can pass on anything to your listeners, to your community, which is a really rich and creative community, is that um, when I first started this job, so I was doing stuff at Edge 102 and I'm writing for the National Post and stuff like that. So when Grist Radio came into my lap. I was like, I, I don't know if I can, like, not that I didn't think I could do this from, like, a self-esteem point. I just didn't know if I, from a skill set. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like you said, like, you started off doing all these, like, long questions and figuring things out and whatever. Now you're just down to one question. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. So it's like your skill set, you're not really sure what your skill set is going into it. And uh, no, two things. One is, I found out that, like, oh, this is actually, like, a lot of fun. And it's, like, it's not as, like, stressful or whatever as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so the thing I would encourage people is that if you are ever considering doing a podcast or want to, like, just start. Yeah. Just hit record and set up a couple of mics and figure things out as you go. And there will be some bumps, and there will be some setbacks and stuff. And we had the same issues. Like, when we were first started Girth Radio, we would push a button, and we would lose a whole recording or, like, Oh, things. yeah, yeah, right? definitely. And you, uh, you learn right. from the kinks and everything. Right, yeah. So you put tape over it, never touch that button again. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at that mic, the blue one right <laughs> yeah, here in yeah. my hand. <laughs> There's, like, a weird button on it, too. <laughs> I pushed, and I lost the interview with the, the chick from the Human Centipede. Yeah, I guess but that
2: might have been better there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: yeah <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going get yeah. into it, but but yeah, and so those are the things, and it's like that's the that's the one thing that we've learned uh over the the years of doing this here is like yes, this location was special, but we've also learned just to go ahead and do it and to figure out a way to do it, and mm-hmm. over the years too, we've had people like Alyssa who's never done uh shows and stuff like that, she recorded ten episodes right, just to kind of yeah. get out there and figure out her voice and yeah. Another and creative endeavor.
0: What's cool about you too, Sammy, is Alyssa was like started off doing social media, right? And mm-hmm, stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh you kind of see like the skill set that she's super organized and she became like somebody who was like working with our schedules and what who I call uh girth mom. Hey, <laughs> Alyssa. Yeah. <laughs> but in yeah, gir- girth mom tone too. Yeah, yeah. And then you notice like um just her interests of like what's in her heart and soul that she has something to offer that's totally different than me, you and Kareem and like anybody who's doing a, a fucking show here. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of just threw her on the mic and mm-hmm. it's like you said, she made 10 episodes out of it too. And maybe she found out that podcasting wasn't like her thing, but she's got a handful of awesome content that I think she should be proud of. And mm-hmm. I th- I think you're really good at seeing cool things and people and like trying to get them to shine in that direction too and
2: thank you i mean this, again the one of the things i set up from the beginning with girth radio was there's like with any creative thing right any movie that comes out any album that comes out any book that comes out t-shirt doesn't matter you have two basic reactions one is you can complain or you can use that new thing and be influenced by it and create so you mm-hmm. can complain or you can create yeah right And like you said, I come from comic books and sci-fi world or whatever. We're always complaining and fanboys are always complaining and arguing and those kind of things. This this Spider-Man run is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, one of the cool things about coming out of comic books and fanboys and all that kind of stuff is um, that's a fandom that promotes. So a lot of people who grew up reading this stuff end up writing Spider-Man and Batman. Yeah,
0: it's so true. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: And so it's the same thing that I wanted for Girls Radio was, like, there was uh, a couple of girls who came into the bar, and they wanted to have a show, the 21 Questions Girls. Right? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I, I liked
2: their dynamic. Like, mm. they were really, like, fun and natural together. And so they did a couple of shows, and they found out it wasn't for them, and then yeah. that's fine. But it's, like, that's the thing. Like, just, again, like I was saying, just start recording. Just put it out there. Yeah. And then if it's not for you, then that's fine. Go on your way.
0: Yeah. I get I get a lot of questions, too. And, like, I think you said it perfectly, like, just... Try it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. But um, I meet a lot of people who are starting a podcast, and I even did this when I was starting. It turns into overthinking, and the overthinking like prevents you from the doing process. You Correct. Know? Mm-hmm. And like you'd have like like there's one guy I was talking to. Uh, he did like his first episode, but he recorded it almost like a year ago, and he was so hesitant about putting it out, and it's got to be like this perfect timing and mm. everything like there has to be a blood moon solar eclipse and yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the stars align or whatever yeah. it's like oh just throw it out there the first one isn't going to be perfect and um neither the second or the third second or third and even like i'll go back to like episode 50 of mine mm. i'm like oh there's mistakes in there mm. like you know like it just keeps getting better and better you work the muscle and like it turns into unconscious, like while you're editing or mm-hmm. while you're conducting an interview. Like I said, where I'll just throw in the one question, and then all of a sudden I have like an hour and a half interview. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, it becomes a part of you. So if you feel in your heart like, like any way compelled to do podcasting or anything, if you want to be a fucking comedian or a fucking filmmaker. Or anything A musician Just start doing it Like right now Like the minute I
2: turn off this microphone Mm -hmm. You better be fucking (laughs) (laughs) Doing it Yeah (laughs) That's really what It boils down to Is like There's so much stuff Now on the internet Anyways so when you put out your first episode or your second episode, it's just going to be a drop in the ocean.
0: Yeah, that's true too.
2: Right? Like you're competing with Netflix and Avengers movies and like there's a ton of other amazing things that are out there. Yeah, but keep you, your
0: ego in check you, with you, that too. Yeah. yeah,
2: you're not that much of a big deal. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. You create and you, again, one of the things that I'm really proud of when I look at the cha- end of chapter one for Girth Radio is that, we didn't just like I mentioned like we did have Sam Roberts in here or whatever, and that's a name that a lot of people know and things like that. But between you, me cream, a number of hosts or whatever, we brought in really cool people that most people hadn't heard of.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what I
2: mean? And so you're shining a spotlight on those people and are like, Look at Kat. Kat's awesome, right? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in here before she got signed to like the major label and everything and yeah, it's just these special moments and I think it goes back to like what I was saying where we'll see something special. In somebody and be like hey let's do an interview Mm -hmm. and yeah there's another artist touring right now and uh when i asked her like over a year ago if she wanted to do an interview she she came in and she's like oh i don't know why you asked to interview me i'm nothing (laughs) and now she's like fucking killing it you know but i don't know this is like how loose this place is it just you can fucking do that and just tell like unknown stories because I don't know, with the mainstream people, like, you know their story. You can get, like, I don't know, we, one thing, did you know Blaine, the regular who comes in here all the mm-hmm. time, dude with the cowboy hat? Yeah. Fucking awesome. He uh, gave me the biggest compliment last Wednesday while I was in here for Emery's birthday. And he said, he put it in a different perspective He's than I ever thought. But what we're doing is actually capturing toronto creative history in a way that's not happening right now anywhere Mm -hmm. because you hear about like all the big names the drakes and everything but we're like in the trenches with Mm -hmm. the people who are gonna be the next drake or anything like it's it's cool it's kind of amazing too
2: yeah and i mean that's the thing too uh with podcasts is that they're There's such a broad range of not just topics, but also super cool creatives. There's a lot of people doing a lot of cool creative things. Yeah. Right? And if you can shine a spotlight or connect them or somehow elevate them or promote them or be a curator, right? The best people... Uh, online, on social media, or whatever, curators, like, watch this documentary. Watch, Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's the the cool thing, I think, about this gig, is we got to, as we got more and more established, we got more and more movies. You got, like, Knuckleball and things like that. yeah, that was cool. Um, Right? So you get more access to this stuff, and you get to know what's coming down the pike, and, like, you can promote that stuff, yeah. connect people with that stuff. And they
0: even give you the movies in your email before they hit the theaters.
2: Yeah, so it's <laughs> like... It's a, tell a really you who, cool perk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you who dies. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, my Twitter should just be Tiff Spoilers yeah. stuff. <laughs> That'd be <fun. laughs> Yeah,
2: he's the killer. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, uh yeah, Sammy, uh I'm sad to leave Chapter 1. Yeah. I'm honored to be part of Chapter 1. Thank no, you thank- for having me on this journey with you. Mm-hmm. And uh thanks to Mel Carey for introducing me to Yeah, you. shout out to Mel. Yeah, yeah. It's just like um I feel like this shit changed my life and it's about to like the journey still feels like it's at the beginning phases, if you know what I'm yeah. saying.
2: Well that's the thing, like anytime you record a podcast, uh even if it's just one episode, like we said, like the flip side is like, yeah, It's a drop in the ocean. But the thing is, if you throw a rock in the ocean, there's a lot of ripple effects. Yeah. Right? And so you don't fully know the size or scope of how many ripples that will cause. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is the most exciting thing. And just watching people like yourself get more established, grow, bring in really cool, creative people, kind of shine the spotlight on them, unleash them, and contribute to this amazing community that we had for the short run is incredible mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's a privilege for me too, like to see all this stuff and to participate and to listen to your episodes and those kind of things so and i'm thankful again for all the time that we had i'm thankful for the the, the people who work here and the staff who were super not just super accommodating but like you said like invested in us and what we were doing yeah
0: they're fucking family you know
2: right so like you said this will be a little bit more difficult, difficult phase in terms of as we establish chapter two but Mm-hmm. The fact is this is a chapter two and this is a long novel.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: right? Uh, so Yeah.
0: I would say to somebody, uh the creative imbalance, it's infinite as long as I'm alive mm-hmm. and have a voice in my mind. That's yeah. the beauty of like podcasting and just kinda deciding that I don't know, motivates me so much and things are gonna happen where you found me in the park, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now I'm in this bar studio now we're gonna be at this other creative space for a little bit too, yeah. and it can the beauty of like just recording this art form is it can flow and change to whatever spot you are in your life
2: and creative people yeah. don't retire you're not like an accountant or a teacher or something, yeah, yeah, you just basically die yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true if it's if it's really in your heart,
2: yeah. Really. And so you just keep finding a way to keep working. And so even if you're sick or you're getting older or your memory's not quite sharp, like you keep finding a way to keep working, right? Like, mm-hmm. Stephen King's been writing forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? It's still going.
2: Still him. going. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone, still going. Yeah, because right?
0: it just shows it's, like, part of you. Like, even... Like you said, like Stephen King and Rolling Stones, they have money. They don't need to make another like song or book, but they do it because that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like me and you are the same way with this kind of stuff, the interviews. And you've been through many incarnations too, like yeah, working like on television and everything. But yeah, it's it's cool and very innovative of you to push towards this and... I want to say I'm your sol- I'm your soldier for life <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like like it was funny yesterday too and I I even like had a realization of that uh where you were talking about uh, picking up the equipment and the first text was before I read the other text it was just like oh I don't know what's going to happen to all the gear and I'm already like typing back to you I'm like you want me to break the window I'm going to go in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I didn't know if I was joking or being serious but Sammy I'm your henchman and yeah. we're going to fucking keep chipping away and fucking let's let's shake up the city man like let's let's bring this realness and passion what we have on a bigger level because i feel like it's something that's not happening in on the mainstream Mm -hmm. and i don't know there's just so much heart in what we do and people who discover this are always like surprised like by how natural these interviews and segments are and Let's just keep pushing to bring it to another light. And yeah, I think that's what Chapter 2 is going to be all about. Yeah, it's the
2: mission statement for Chapter 2. And this is why Chapter 2 is almost more exciting in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like we've been through all the other stuff, right? We figured it out. We're getting better at what we do. Mm -hmm. And now it's just now just building another platform and just kind of still broadcasting and keeping that voice and that heart and that passion alive. So Chapter 2 is in a weird way going to be more inspiring and more exciting because it's going to open up more of these doors. There's things we lose along the way, but what we gain, what we have as we go forward, that's super exciting, and that you can't, like, replace. Fuck yeah, Sammy. I'm going to bump mics with you. All
0: right. Yeah. (laughs) We don't have beers now because the bar's closed, but here we go. There you go. Yeah.
2: Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for all the work you've done. Thanks for all the shows you've done, and uh, I look forward to working with you on Chapter 2. Yeah, we still going, baby.
1: Girth Radio.
3: Ch- I remember riding in that 95 Civic, oh, yeah. cruising down the block, now I got that 99 Civic, Woo. with the automatic locks, used to have holes in my socks, now they know I got the socks, just bought 10 bucks worth of Bitcoin, what you know about stocks, hey. what you know about the crime, yeah. how you think I got so fly, used to have zero girls on Facebook, now I got five, yep, it's true, that's true. It's Camping. Check the way that I'm living. Every year I make 10K, that's 10% of 10 million or something. I've been living in the fast lane, trying to fit in with the big names in the rap game. But I can't buy a brand name champagne. Nope. Only got a green card for the back pain. Skinny, but I got that hunger. But if be the kid doing real big numbers, the next big one hit one, famous for the sun.
1: Ain't got no money, ain't got no girl, ain't got no diamonds and pearls. Ain't got no boat, ain't got no yacht. I got all these. Sunshine, that's all I got, minor accomplishments, yeah. Minor accomplishments, yeah. minor, accomplishments yeah. minor accomplishments, yeah. Minor
3: accomplishments, yeah. That ain't minor, that's major, man. No name is my favorite brand. I don't need no data plan. I got Mega Man on Sega Man, yeah. They want that Gucci Improved. I'm singing Hakuna Matata. Matata. From Wendy's to Denny's, from pinching my pennies to two enchiladas. What hey. Hey. a heavenly meal, heck of a deal. Might not cash out 70 mil, but I know a guy whose mom knows a guy with a brand new mansion in Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. I'm my grandma love it. Even with a cold in my nose, all right. Life's so nice, gotta tell somebody. That still feel good, even if I ain't got no money. Ain't got no
1: girl. Ain't got no diamonds and pearls. Ain't got no boat. Ain't got no yacht. I got all this sunshine, that's all I got. Minor accomplishments, go. Minor accomplishments, yeah. Minor accomplishments, yeah. Minor accomplishments, yeah. Wise man say, More money, more problems will come my way. Wise man say, Don't worry about nothing, it's a brand new day. Ain't got no money, ain't got no dirt. In Ooh, yeah, ain't, got yeah, no ain't, no ain't got no, no yacht. Yacht. I got all this sunshine, that's all I-